the Taurus. Tauruses are stubborn as fuck, okay? They are fatties. They love to eat, eat, eat. Welcome back to Astrology with Alexis. My name is Alexis Massarella. In the last episode, I discussed the mixed personalities of the cusp signs. In this week's episode, we will be discussing Scorpio season. <laughs> Understanding what Scorpio placements mean for your chart and welcoming another special guest who is a staff member of Distraction Magazine, my friend, and a Scorpio son. As always, this show is brought to you by Distraction Magazine with a new episode every two weeks. Let's play a little word association game. When I say the word Scorpio, what immediately comes to your mind? Stupid piece of shit. Fuck, not even that fucking cool. Because for me, almost instantly, the word trauma pops in my head. We are going to review the holy trinity of the chart in terms of Scorpio. And first of all, let's talk about the Scorpio sons. I have two immediate family members who are Scorpio sons. My mother and my brother have caused me by far the most stress in my life. This is why I already have found six white hairs on my head and I am 20 years old. My mom is a Scorpio sun and rising and has a Leo moon, which is the most toxic combination I think I've ever heard in my life. That's like adding gasoline to a nuclear bomb. My brother and I get along way better because he has a Pisces moon and a Libra rising, which makes him a little bit more down to earth. Another thing about Scorpio suns, I always be falling for these bitches. Like the first girl I ever really liked was a Scorpio. She rode a motorcycle, had a scorpion tattooed on her back, but somehow claimed she was straight. She played me like a fiddle and it was simply just an intense high school crush, but it was the first time I can clearly recall a Scorpio female playing with my head. I wanna play a game. I had another unrequited, short-lived romance with a Scorpio sun and rising, who's actually now a really close friend of mine. That relationship showed me that Scorpios and Tauruses really can meet each other at the same level of understanding and compassion for one another. This definitely has to do with the fact that Taurus and Scorpio are sister signs. Hi sisters! While they can meet each other on the same level of intensity, that intensity is directed in very different places. My last point for Scorpio Suns is I don't hate you all for real, okay? I actually do have a handful of very close friends who are Scorpios. I just think it's frustrating for me when people aren't as straightforward as I am. They are very fucking sneaky. Who are you hiding from? What are you hiding? It's just very frustrating for me because I put everything out on the table and if you're gonna hold something back from me, I am gonna be extremely sus of you. That boy's sus. Moving on to Scorpio Risings, I think for these people it takes time to really understand who they are. They're at a total disadvantage when it comes to first impressions. All the people I'm close to with this placement, I've had to give a lot of patience and also second and third chances in order to really appreciate who they are as a person. I think it's because they see being open as vulnerable and weak, so it's kind of like I have to pull their personality out of them. Many people don't get along with Scorpio Risings, and it's not because they're bad people, it's just that they hold back a lot of who they are 
are, which is frustrating if you're just trying to get to know someone. Lastly, my experiences with Scorpio Moons is y'all are fucking weird. What a weirdo. Okay, no shade because my editor-in-chief of this magazine has a Scorpio Moon, and so does my very good friend from FSU. This isn't necessarily a bad thing, but they can just be weird as fuck sometimes. I still really love and appreciate all of my Scorpio Moon friends. I think that this is actually one of the placements of Scorpio that I can actually appreciate without wanting to punch them in the face. But I've seen a trend where they just shut down in certain situations. They can quickly become unresponsive. And at the same time, they aren't incapable of being vulnerable, but they're just weird about it. Moving on to Scorpio season, let's talk about what we can all expect. Libra season's upbeat social and somewhat superficial vibes are gone and instead you're feeling emotional and intense. Scorpio is a water sign, emotional and intuitive, and a fixed sign, meaning it is committed, deep, and values longevity. So during Scorpio season, you're more interested in connecting with others on a meaningful, intimate level. This energy gives Scorpio the stereotype of being the most sexual sign of the zodiac. But intimacy isn't limited to the bedroom. Scorpio season is a time where you can turn a best friend into a best friend for life. I ain't never seen two pretty best friends. Scorpio's psychological probing mindset means that all kinds of research, including stalking your ex on social media until 3am to see what they're up to, is highly encouraged especially in regards to metaphysical subjects like tarot or astrology. Scorpio adores all things hush-hush or taboo, which is also why Scorpios have such a huge rep for gossiping and always know the tea. Of course, Scorpio season can bring up some issues too. You're feeling extra sensitive and prone to overthinking everything, and you're feeling more guarded and introverted than usual. You might blow tiny issues like your friend forgetting to text you back out of proportion. Hey, you wanna fight? Well, fight! Depending on your placement, the water signs Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces are benefiting the most from this astro weather, while the fixed signs of Taurus, Leo, and Aquarius might struggle to stay afloat till Scorpio season ends on November 21st. I am already struggling with Scorpio season and while I'm recording this it is at the very very beginning and I'm already like fuck this shit I'm out. I recommend that all my other fixed signs find something really grounding during this season and hold on to it. Do not immerse yourself in anything that is going to cause you unnecessary stress or drama. Instead I would actually recommend to use this time to reflect what legitimately grounds you because Scorpio season does give us a one-up on being intuitive, but focus that on what makes you most comfortable, which is stability, consistency, and all those wonderful, beautiful things that make us smile. However, I'm not going to lie to you all. Scorpio is a sign of transformation, and over the next month, we're all going to be dealing with profound changes, whether we like them or not. For the past two weeks, we've been dealing with Mercury retrograde, and for almost two months, we've been dealing with Mars retrograde. Tons of cycles are reaching their completion point, which is rather appropriate for Scorpio season. By the end of it all, you'll have grown and developed on a very deep, serious level. If it sounds intense, it's because it is. But in a good way, I promise, like I have promised. I'm not gonna lie, it's not good for some of us, okay? <laughs> 
We are currently experiencing one of the most polarized political climates in American history. At the time of recording, the election has not happened yet, but by the time this is out, it will have been already said and done. Whether you're angry or elated, these feelings are definitely going to be intense. This is definitely a time to reflect on your own values and decide how to move forward under our elected leadership. You heard it here first on the Astrology with Alexis podcast. And look, I never try to get political, but it's hard not to get political in fucking 2020, okay? If you're not political in 2020, you are either extremely privileged and it does not affect you which candidate gets into office, or you're just stupid. But I genuinely think that we're on the brink of a civil war. And when the fight breaks out, I will be on the side where the gays are not wearing Lily Pulitzer. Now I'm going to move into the segment of the show where we discuss the placements, and I'm going to welcome my very special guest, Emily Brownstein, who is a Scorpio son that I actually do choose to spend time with. All right, and now I have my very special guest, Emily Brownstein, with me. Welcome. (laughs) Hi. And we are going to talk about her Scorpio son, but I think it's also important to note her big three, her holy trinity. She is also a Cancer rising and a Capricorn moon, which is a very interesting combination, (laughs) I would say. When the sun is found in the mysterious sign of Scorpio, the emphasis is on the subtle and profound. Motivated by a need for emotional closeness, Scorpio seeks connection and truth. Those born with the sun in Scorpio often have much to learn about the nature of intimacy and power. Now with the sun in Scorpio, strong intuitive abilities help them penetrate the essence of reality, to see things in others as they truly are. Ruled by the water element, Scorpios are sensitive individuals. While they may appear calm and controlled, they're easily hurt and need time to learn trust. I think maybe inside, yes, but the whole thing about Scorpios sort of having a poker face Mm -hmm. is definitely true. So it's not something that you would ever know, I think. But I'm glad that you brought that up because... They often prefer to sit back to assess others first, watching what they are doing, how and with whom before deciding who it is they can really trust. Scorpios tend to be very private people, and even the most extroverted Scorpio will keep certain things strictly to themselves. It takes time for them to open up and share. They tend to value privacy and personal space. When feelings of trust and intimacy do develop, then they can be the most caring and generous of lovers or friends. For Scorpio, intimacy is a precious thing that cannot be given and must be earned. I am definitely a more private person. That's that's definitely, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say that's true. Mm-hmm. It's not because, I don't feel it's because I look at people like, oh, they're gonna do something bad to me. I think... It's how I'm built. For Mm -hmm. example, if something dramatic or bad happens, I don't run and tell my friends or my boyfriend Mm -hmm. or my mom and dad even. I definitely take time to internalize. I don't know, for me, it's like the dramatics of Mm -hmm. going to someone else and then they have their own reaction Mm -hmm. and then telling people it's like too much. (laughs) I'm just like, I prefer to just like deal with it by myself if I can. Because your Scorpio is also a Mercury, which I'm seeing, and Mercury is communication, so I can tell why you can be also a little tense about communicating with people. (laughs) When I click with someone, I click, and Mm -hmm. then I kind of just, like, can be completely myself. Mm -hmm. But if I don't, then I just kind of... I'm not rude. Like, I don't think... 
think I think that's actually a misconception about, about Scorpios. Scorpios. Yeah, there's well, a lot. Of, we get a lot of. Don't hate. tell me about that one. We get I, a lot I can't of hate. defend you. <laughs> I never have the intention of being like rude or standoffish or mean, but I think you're just private. Yeah. So the next thing is that because Scorpios deal in power and truth, they know the impact their words can have. They also know that words and truthfulness can be used to harm others as much as they can be used to heal. Those Scorpios who have not learned to refine their personalities can use a well-aimed remark to destroy another, attacking them at their weakest and most vulnerable point. A certain amount of power is gained from this ability to find another's weakness, but this power is something they must wield with care. Yikes. <laughs> Yeah. That makes me feel so bad. <laughs> I promise I'm not a bitch. Oh my god. I know, but okay, that is like true about Scorpios though. Mm-hmm. I feel like Scorpios definitely can identify the weakest point in someone. They're not actively looking for somebody's weakness, I don't think. But I think that it's just easier for them to identify it. Yeah. I'm never looking to take someone down. Yeah. <laughs> but I definitely feel like I can read people in that way. If I know you, and since I am private, I know the people that I'm close with, I know really well, and they know me really well. So I feel like that's kind of naturally how it happens is I'm going to know about you and what pushes your buttons. Oh my God, that sounds so bad. No, no, no. But I don't. Listen, everyone out there, I can feel the judgment radiating from the microphone. I'm not evil. No, Scorpios aren't evil, but they have the capacity. Can you agree with that? Can we agree with I, that? I, uh, okay, I can agree with that. Okay. I can agree with that. All right. It is important that Scorpios learn to spend time alone and get to the bottom of what they are feeling and why. As a water sign, they may experience intense emotional needs and desires. These desires demand satisfaction and can lead to obsessive states of mind. Becoming obsessed about an outcome or a person is a strong signal that something else is going on. Often, Scorpios carry deep desires to possess or control another person as a way to conquer some undisclosed aspect of themselves. The other person represents a part of themselves they are unconsciously trying to bring into the light. Absolutely. For some people, this pandemic has been devastating to Mm -hmm. their social life. It was sad, but I'm not, like, terrible at spending time alone. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I really internalize things Mm -hmm. rather than... Confront them? Yeah. When I'm upset, I almost... (laughs) I almost like to, like, lean into that. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, this is so cringy, but when I had a high school boyfriend and we broke up i was so like upset and i mm-hmm. would just listen to sad music mm-hmm. all the time i know mm-hmm. everyone does that but like i'm that's talking, also some cancer ascending the in there. only music mm-hmm. i would listen to was like super alt indie uh-huh. like beautiful music uh-huh. but so depressing when i am in a bad or a negative headspace i tend to focus on a certain goal or task it's gotten in my life before to a point where it's pretty unhealthy but it's like I do tend to fixate on a goal because I'm like I have to get this done I need to do this and if I do this I'll feel better about that and I think it's also part of that controlling aspect it could also come from the the Capricorn in there oh yeah (laughs) lastly Scorpios can excel in any circumstance that calls for reconstruction renewal and reform usually those born with the Sun in Scorpio will be drawn to at least one of these areas of experience. They have a flair for confronting issues head on. This capacity to perceive the core of what drives other people means that Scorpios are unlikely to mince words. In negotiations and discussions, they have an ability to put their finger on exactly what is happening or needs to be said in a given moment in order to bring about change. I'm a very determined person, I Mm -hmm. guess. Not even to like toot my own horn, Mm -hmm. but I very much 
like to know this is what I want this is my goal mm-hmm. I need to do xyz to get there and yeah. I'm gonna do that for example like if I'm in a class or if I'm in a group setting where we're working together on something towards any sort of common goal I I find myself not purposefully but like I tend to naturally rise as like one of the leaders of the group in my head I'm like okay well this is obviously how it needs but to that's, go but that's some Capricorn moon as well because the thing is is Capricorn placements they are like natural born leaders and a lot of people can misinterpret Capricorn placements as being condescending I sometimes think that they can be I'm not saying that you are but <laughs> And, like, this Capricorn-Scorpio mix that you have in you definitely makes you somebody... You, you're you a boss bitch. Like, there's no other way to put it. Like, this Aww, Capricorn thanks. and Scorpio sun, like, you're gonna get what you want, You're gonna, and you're gonna get it done. Something I've heard among my other astrology readings is that you can describe a Scorpio like a sniper. Very pointed, mm-hmm. direct. Whereas, like, an Aries, they're fire, but they're more like machine gun yeah every direction not that i like guns no that is a really good analogy i've never even heard Mm -hmm. that one myself a big thank you to emily's for coming into the lion's den (laughs) for scorpios i've been looking forward to this for months guys that makes me so happy (laughs) huge thank you to emily's for coming onto the podcast she's not only a super fan but she is genuinely my friend and she never fails to make me laugh my ass off so i really appreciate her coming on thank you emily's Moving on to the rising, if you are born with Scorpio on your ascendant, you are likely to experience life as a constant series of obstacles or crises in which you learn about the nature of power through transformation. While this may seem challenging, once understood in terms of a life lesson, you have a potential to become an inspirational and catalytic individual. Your strength and insight gives you the ability to change your own life and help others overcome whatever is holding them back. On the one hand, this is a difficult ascendant. On the other, it offers you a magnetic and charismatic quality that makes you fascinating to others and deeply perceptive. There is much in the experience of Scorpio Rising that involves learning to transform yourself and others through episodes of conflict, challenge, and subsequent letting go. Moving on to the moon placement, if you are born with the moon in Scorpio, you are likely to be sensitive and loyal but have intense emotional needs. Scorpio is a water sign which relates to the emotional, psychological, and spiritual dimensions of life. You are likely to give the impression of being perceptive, powerful, and transformational. Scorpio is also a fixed sign, suggesting that when you align your emotions with something you desire, be that a friend, lover, or an anticipated outcome, you will be constant, enduring, and unwilling to let go. For you, a sense of emotional well-being comes from having close and truthful connections with others, which allow you to explore the life's depths. Depending on other influences in your chart, you are also likely to be a passionate individual with a real capacity to connect on an emotional level. You will seek intimacy in your relationships and demand loyalty in return. For Scorpio Mercury, these people are on an eternal quest to get to the very heart of any matter. This appears in anything that requires thought and in almost every conversation they have. Totally fearless when it comes to delving into the depths that nobody else wants or even thinks to explore, Mercury in Scorpio is adept at learning the source and the core of any problem or issue. They are blessed or cursed, depending on how you want to look at it, with the observation skills of a surveillance camera seeming to just see all and know all. 
Sometimes they can be quite dark because of their tendency to focus on the false in order to get to the truth. These people detest superficiality. They come across as suspicious and can annoy other more optimistic people with their negative take on things. They'll staunchly support and defend anyone they care about, and their energy in speech or sheer intensity can be motivating. You may walk away from a Mercury and Scorpio native after they've given an impassioned speech saying, woo, but you'll generally have received an awesome pep talk if they like you. The pep talk may have been at someone else's expense, however, because they may have torn someone else apart in order to boost you up. Mercury and Scorpio loves anything that challenges the brain and are often interested in what makes people tick. Venus and Scorpio people attract others with their intensity and willingness to commit. They have a strong and concentrated manner which suggests their feelings run deep. Their actions in love tend to promise deep commitment and sexual pleasure, even if they are not telling you this directly. Their appeal lies in their focus on you and their dedication. Venus in Scorpio seems fearless when it comes to intimacy. Potential lovers get the feeling that Venus in Scorpio will never stray, that they are intensely loyal to the one they love. They possess you and somehow make it seem attractive to be possessed. Although they want to explore all of your nooks and crannies, they won't always be forthcoming with their own. When you've upset these lovers, you'll know it. Depending on the moment, Venus and Scorpio will shoot you one of the most piercing glares around or totally blow up. Whichever style they choose, a slighted Scorpio lover is not a pretty sight. These people can be jealous of all of your attachments, but few will admit it. They're not afraid of being underhanded in matters of the heart, and they are experts at cutting through all the fluff and seeing you for what you are. Still, you may find their conclusions about you seem skewed and mistrustful. Deeply passionate relations are desired with Venus and Scorpio. Superficial flirtations and contacts do not satisfy as they yearn for body and soul contact with someone special. Contact that breaks the taboos, that is extreme and intense, and that is unforgettable. This is a highly emotional position for Venus. It is passionate, sensual, and intense energy. For Mars and Scorpio natives, they love to challenge themselves to do the impossible. They throw themselves into whatever they decide to do with the concentrated energy and awesome willpower. The sexual stamina of this position is thought to be the strongest of all the positions of Mars. Sometimes Mars and Scorpio people are attracted to taboos and their fantasies may involve blowing the taboos to smithereens. They enjoy scenarios in which the other is giving into them, wants them completely, and will do absolutely anything for them. And their sexual appeal is strong enough that they generally do get what they want. These people constantly test themselves and often others. They make all kinds of rules and goals just for the personal satisfaction that comes along from achieving or mastering them. Their survival instincts are strong and they embrace their own animal nature when they are all alone with themselves, without guilt. Woo, I can't believe I just got through a whole fucking episode about Scorpios without vomiting. I didn't even take one break to go to the bathroom and just retch up all the hatred I have for them. But you know what? We got through it. For the next episode of Astrology with Alexis, I will be reading the birth chart of the winner of the 2020 presidential election of the United States of America. I am not sure who it is yet because at the time of recording, the election results have not come out yet. But whether it's Joe Biden or Donald Trump, expect in the next episode to have a full birth chart reading of them by myself. And listen, I bet I can expose more about these candidates than CNN or Fox News wishes they so if America doesn't break out into civil unrest, I will see you in two weeks. And fucking happy Scorpio season. 
Everybody get your motherfucking roll on I know shorty and she doesn't want no slow song Had a man last year, life goes on Haven't let that thing lose, girl, in so long